0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, totally energized, totally back at it. Ow! And then I'll, I'll be a wreck in about two hours. I'll fall right asleep, but I am energized because I just had spring break.
1: I know, you're so lucky. And I
0: didn't go to Daytona Beach. <laughs> didn't even go to Daytona Beach. Didn't even go to Florida.
1: Where Southern did you Utah. Go?
0: Southern Utah. Oh. Red Rock Country. Beautiful.
2: It's nothing like Florida.
0: Wow. Way to ruin my (laughs) – Is there even water there? (laughs) There's no water there, but here's what's cool. Uh, I have sand, red sand everywhere.
1: That's what happens. That's (laughs) so true.
0: (laughs) I took my kids and we went where there was sand, red sand. Actually, we took my kids plus some other kids, didn't even know them. And all of a sudden, we're wait, bringing wait, home red you sand. Didn't,
2: you didn't kidnap children, no, did you? No, <laughs> no. Just making sure.
0: We just, but you know, whoever was with them came, and I, you know, I should check, but I am not a good parent. <laughs> it's too much work just taking my own kids, let alone their friends. So we have we had sand everywhere. Went on our way home, my wife's like, "We have to have our car detailed," <laughs> and I am like, "Oh, this is an expensive trip mm-hmm. because now you got to get the car detailed." I am totally rejuvenated. I have I am sporting an incredible tan. By the way, it's my third tan. I've peeled off two other tans, two prior tans, and I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I show up today, walk in, boom, no one's here. What happened to you guys?
1: You were here like two hours early or something.
0: Two hours?
2: (laughs) Normally, we wait for you to come in five minutes before the show starts. No, it's seven. (laughs) It's seven. I'm here. We were just relaxing until you were actually going to show up. You You were were just early. I
0: learned a new word. You were chillaxing.
1: Oh, you have been hanging out with teenagers, haven't you? <laughs>
0: Tons of teenagers, and so today's show is very apropos because I today we're talking about reality parenting, and I'm apparently I'm not a good parent. That's what my children tell me. <laughs> my young children say I never do anything fun. My old children say uh, I spoil the young children too much.
1: I can't. I am the win. youngest, and it's the best. It's true, really? and it's totally okay. Really, my parents spoiled the heck out of me. It was great.
0: You know what? I quit spoiling my kids. I quit talking to my kids by Wednesday. (laughs) By last Wednesday, I was done. I was. What
3: did they do to you?
0: Nothing. They were just kids. And what I realized is, I don't think I was made to like be a helicopter parent.
1: Apparently, I was more. I was. I was more like a. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was more like a. I don't know. Like a not a tank. Um, I was kind of like a tank. A tank parent? That's a what you are? A tank parent.
1: Are you oh. a grenade? You just go off randomly?
0: I do that, too. But no, I'm more like, I just like to sit behind bushes and hide.
1: So you're like a sniper. Yeah.
0: So I don't helicopter my Take kids. Take them down.
1: I don't even sni- <laughs> They no, don't even see it coming. No, because
0: I'm like the tank that never fires. <laughs> oh. My wife's like, are you going to do something about that? And I'm like, nah. You're
1: like a museum, then. All right, that? <laughs> you know what? That's it.
0: I'm like an army museum.
1: Okay. Where you they people come and
0: visit and, yeah, I don't need a <laughs> helicopter. I'm a museum. That was rude, but thanks. <laughs> but I'm learning. I, kids, I, I'm, I think it's because I'm middle-aged. What's middle-aged, by the way? What I is, know all of us are
1: silent. Sean, We're do, like, do you know let what I'm tell. What's the
0: age? Is there an age where you're like, okay, I'm middle. I'm middle of it. You take the age when you die and cut it in half. Okay. How do we get the death date? this this soon uh, okay don't know
4: it's in your obituary
0: okay
2: i think there's an app
1: is there <laughs> an that? app there's okay. an app for that
0: okay to to find my death date because i had a sadly <laughs> there, i think there really is though. Yeah, i, I think a... there that was is true. is there really
1: i like was laughing at it but it's true that was factual okay. I, mean, I was factual <laughs> oh,
0: okay well can i just point something out about your factual answer <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's an app it doesn't make it legit
2: well it like can get pretty close it asks like your diet your exercise routine the oh, amount of sleep great. you get that can factor you. in uh. you know family history of
0: yeah let's disease. not do that let's not do that let's
1: not do it's kind of morbid
0: i was gonna have you do it but then i don't want to know uh actually because i've already planned my funeral because that's one of the things i do when i'm with my kids is every time i hear a song i like i'm like <laughs> play that in the funeral i, do I want that, that in the funeral so we have like about a three and a half hour funeral Oh, wait,
3: i don't
1: have kids but just, yeah. everyone's like laughing at me but I do say this is going to be at my funeral. Yeah, so
0: do I. But see, you know what? You have to document it. So I've been right. I've, oh, I'm you start, wrote them. Down I haven't the, started, but I'm a about whole new
1: to. That's level. Oh, okay. But I've got about right four hours parkers. of
0: music, but I'm going to cut it down to, two, <laughs> and then I'm going to have about a two-hour ceremony.
1: What kind of music do you listen? I mean, is this going to be like pop? I'll have everything. Or, do you want me to sing? Uh-huh. No. Oh, not except that. No, okay. I, I don't want. I'm not sure. <laughs> You've heard me sing "Let It Go," and I not was pretty yet. good.
0: Don't let anything go. So here's the deal. Uh, On the show today, Trayon Mueller is going to be joining us. He's written the book, Reality Parenting. Hello. You know, it's not seen on TV. We are not the Cosby's. Okay. I'm not the Cosby's. (laughs) And I'm not what you see on YouTube. Which we're going to talk about right now. Right. Apparently, you've been looking up, Jess, your favorite YouTube clips. Yeah, there's a, about poor parents. So basically, many... <laughs> half of YouTube clips are about where are the parents.
1: Well, I think that a lot of these ones are just it's just the kids. The parent is the kid, trying. The kids to are being
0: cute, and the, the parents kids. are. Okay. <laughs> the kids are just funny. Did you see the one on my Facebook page about the flower? Some two little cute kids dragged out a big bag of flour. And just tore it apart. Oh,
1: I did see that. I flour showed my mom all
0: over the living room. Yeah, and the mom's walking through the place, her house, just like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" Yeah, and there was that's flour all she can say. everywhere. <laughs> now, by the way, horrible parenting. <laughs> Where were you, mom? She walks in. Where were mess. you? Yeah, I did see that. But then it it's funny. cute. I guess that's cute. That probably saved her kid's life. Quite honestly, because if she didn't have YouTube to post that onto. There would have been tragedy.
1: Okay, here's some other ones. So everybody has been talking about this one because it's so funny. Um, it's a three-year-old who got caught eating a cupcake. Oh, yeah. So let it roll. Listen to me, listen to me. Like, like I do this all the time. And if I go out at the, at the house, or the door. Matthew has his toys. And then Matthew has all his toys. Okay, but I have to yell at you guys. Okay, Linda, Linda, listen, Be- listen, listen. You- listen, listen, Linda. Listen. Okay, what? Like everything everything you do at this house, you can't trust everything at Grandma's house. Okay. <laughs> okay, then what? <laughs> then you're not listening to I me. But we we're done. <laughs> then you're not listening. I asked you not to do something.
0: Linda, but listen to me. You if you do
1: something, if you get that... Linda, get Linda, that. Linda, listen to
0: me. I know, isn't it so funny? See, but that, that kid's going to be a lawyer.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I can tell. It's so funny. He's, listen to me. By the way, totally
0: reminded me of somebody in this room. Maddie? <laughs> Maddie Richards. What me Matt, Matt, say, listen Matt, to me. Matt, listen, listen, listen know, Matt. Like, listen to oh, me. man, you remind me of that punk.
1: <laughs> okay, this one was from Halloween, this next one. Um, this mom said that she ate their Halloween candy.
0: Oh, that's rude. Yes, yes, kay. Jimmy
1: Kimmel. Candy. You have no, no more Halloween candy left. What? She ate it. What
3: the heck?
1: Aww. Don't you guys think you ate enough candy last night? No. I oh, only have, like, one bite of candy. Are you serious? Then you wait to rest? This kid is, like, five.
3: <laughs> oh, they're depressed. Oh, good for you. Now you're going to probably get a bellyache.
0: <laughs> this is reverse psychology right now. Yeah, there. no, he's telling his parents the, the consequences of her action. And his hands, you can't see it, but his hands are behind his head, and he's, like, Lounging giving her out. a stern. And then the other one's like, four times you did that. <laughs> that is um, that just shows you though. By the way, for me, great. This is great because I'll make a ton of money off of these kids. I will make in therapy oh. trying to fix <laughs> in therapy the horrible parenting. I will make great money. Yeah. I don't want to be rude, but parents. I love please.
1: I love this whole YouTube thing because you get to see all these funny moments. Okay, here's another one. This kid got caught eating sprinkles. Yeah. And he's like three.
2: John, what are you eating?
5: You didn't eat anything.
1: Yeah. He has sprinkles all over his face. John, all over, over his face.
5: Anything.
0: One's in his nose. Are you by telling way. me
5: the truth? Yeah. <laughs> you
1: didn't have any snacks. Yeah, nope. <laughs> let me see. You didn't have any snacks. Open wide. Let me see. There's even some residue on his teeth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't
2: have any snacks. <laughs> John, can you explain to me why why the sprinkles are empty?
0: Sprinkles are everywhere.
5: Well, they're not empty. <laughs>
2: They're half John, full. <laughs> Look at me. Did you eat those sprinkles? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did
0: not. You know, not. See, this makes it palatable. Parenting it made palatable by <laughs> videotaping.
1: I'm sure that these make other people feel better about Unless, it.
0: Yeah, you're not as bad of a parent because... Just because your children lie about sprinkles. Yeah. And
1: this kid, he doesn't stop here. He, I, I think he's a little liar. Well, yeah. <laughs> he went on <laughs> Ellen. This is from Ellen, and she's going to ask him a bunch of questions.
3: I'm going to ask you some questions,
5: and you'll tell me the truth, right? Yeah. Okay. What's your name? Tom. That's right. How old are you? Two. Mm, you're three. Yeah. Do <laughs> you have any pets? Yeah. What are they? A, a puppy. A puppy? What kind of puppy? What's its name? Tick. A tick. Yeah. That's a great name for a puppy. For <laughs> <Tick. laughs> an imaginary uh, puppy. Uh, yeah, although you don't have a puppy. I know you don't have. Wow. A... <laughs> <laughs> you do not have any pets, but you want.
0: A that puppy.
5: is.
1: Isn't it funny? He's, He's just a, a funny kid. I, I. I Again, that reminds me of somebody I'm probably going to have her. problems. <laughs> <Like> oh <No>, yeah. <you laughs> when will. I'm a parent, I'm like laughing. But these see, poor parents.
0: This is universal. It's hard to have children Yeah. because they <laughs> lie, and they steal your sprinkles. Maddie. That totally is you. I It no, is. No, you've is. never
2: been my parent. Matthew.
0: Good point. Very good point. <laughs> by the way, great points brought to you by Maddie Richards throughout the entire show. I'll be here all week. She'll That's
2: be here definitely a quotable.
0: Week. Matt, you were never my parent. Yeah. Wow. See, we're going to teach you all how to parent. That's the t- topic of today's show, Reality Parenting, the stuff you never really see on TV. You know, it's not as easy. It it doesn't always end with a song and the Cosby family gathering together. It's not always that clean cut. Well done, Jess. We're coming back. Reality parenting. That's the topic today. Bringing back Trayon Mueller is going to be joining us. The author of the book, Reality Parenting. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Dr. Matt Townsend here today talking about uh, one of my favorite subjects, especially after spending so much time with my children this last week, reality parenting. Parenting is a hard thing. And again, you can have degrees in parenting. You can have – I have a degree in – two degrees in human development, a doctorate in systems theories, a communications degree. None of it matters. Because the kids, they don't listen. They don't, it's a hard thing. So, today we're talking reality parenting. Have a good friend uh, from the show. He's been on two or three times with us. Trayon Mueller's is his name. He's the author of Dad Rules and the co author of Mom Rules. I bet you got mom in on that one. Hey, Trayon. Absolutely. And a new book, Reality Parenting, uh, as Not Seen on TV. Trayon, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thank you, Matt. Now, you, though, Trayon, from South Africa, raised by a single mom, very poor. Yes. I mean, that seems, that seems like, you know, that seems like a weird thing to put on your bio. But a mom trying to make it work taught you to scrape, taught you how to really... A single mom, of all things, taught yeah. you some valuable lessons. She sure did. Right? I mean, that's hard. A single mom, no low income, trying to make it work. You were the baby. Were you the baby? No,
6: I was the oldest. Of oldest
0: of, of... Just two.
6: Just two of you. Okay.
0: And... You put all of this together. Now you have four kids of your own. I have like, five now,
6: Trayon. I know they just keep coming. That is crazy.
0: <laughs> now, how many girls? How many boys? I have
6: started with four girls, and then the last was a boy. So, so. you
0: figured it out?
6: No, we didn't. <laughs> it was a lucky surprise. Was it
0: really? Yeah. Four girls, one boy. So you were you were tagged with your wife and four girls. Yes, which is prob- was probably teaching you quite a bit.
6: <laughs> That's a good way to right? put it.
0: How to deal? I was raised with. Uh, four women: my mom and three sisters. Okay, so I was I'm kind of like your boy. Yeah, but I was the baby, and your boy's your baby. He's the baby. See, he'll be like me. He'll be messed up. Tons of therapy. <laughs> tons Good of sense stuff of like humor. that. So, Trayon, help me with the the name of the book. The name of the book's Reality Parenting. We see all this reality television. So, first of all, how did you get to that name? What is that about?
6: Well, it, there's a story behind this. When my first born was a couple years old, um, I found myself um, Watching TV a little too much. Yeah. Lucky for my wife, she helped me get out of that. I call it the she t- held television time trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, stu- yeah, you couldn't get out. No. You were trapped. Well, you know, I wasn't that I was necessarily addicted. I just spent more time while my little one was awake. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with watching TV, but it's, it's the when you watch it and the, yeah. the amount and the quality. And I wasn't watching bad programming, but I, I state that any programming is bad if it takes away time from family. Right. So, so, Interesting.
0: You're sitting there watching TV. It could be good, potentially. But if it's taking the time, if it's sucking the only time you have away from your family,
6: then all of a sudden it's becoming a problem. It is. And, you know, I can never get that time back, Matt. Yeah, It's gone. And so luckily for a wife, she said, it's a TV or me. Yeah, (laughs) And I chose her, luckily. (laughs) Very smart move. She was very direct. Like, hey,
0: Trent, do you want me or do you want the TV? (laughs) Well... You're both very warm, you're both <laughs> entertaining entertaining, <laughs> so um she taught you the lesson, yeah, and that is so that's like that's you've got to, if you're going to be a real parent, you've got to be a real parent you have not to be a present. reality
6: parent exactly and in the, I talk about two extremes that Hollywood is putting in front of us one is um all these dysfunctional families now we all by the way, I say we all dysfunctional a right. little bit
0: yeah well, well that's it that's right I mean what what aren't we if we're not dysfunctional, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, what's, who's functional?
6: <laughs> don't right? diss the functional, though, right. in your dysfunctional. Because we have functional. So I take hold on to the good that's that right. you have. That's right. But So that's one extreme. I mean, these TV families are just completely, extremely dysfunctional. and yeah. They don't represent reality. And then the other side, you have the reality parenting, supposedly. You know, me, uh, what is it? The Kardashians. And yeah. Oh, et cetera. man. Seriously. And most of us, we can't afford to to pay for a. Right, A personal coach and a, and a cook to do our work. We have these real moms, that are, real dads out there doing, doing the job themselves. So I thought this this meet in the middle because you can't learn to parent by watching TV. Think of that. I mean,
0: you you probably ought not learn to parent watching the Kardashians, no. right? Because not to diss the Kardashians, but who can just say, yeah, we're going to Costa Rica for our family trip? Everybody get on the jet. We'll be flying out on this time. And we'll all be in separate cabanas or cabanas or whatever they call them. And I'm sitting there thinking, holy cow, I drove four and a half hours, five hours with six of us, eight (laughs) of us in the car and uh, one person ready to kill somebody. It always happens. You know what? It's just – so it really is a great point. Don't try to learn to parent on reality television. (laughs) Uh It seems to make sense. Tell me as we go – I want to go back a little bit. Sure. Single mom. I was raised by a single mom. And so to me – I had to learn parenting from with one parent in the house. So I never really saw a role model of a father figure.
3: Yes. And
0: it's interesting that impacts you. Right. I mean, it impacted me a lot thinking I don't even know how to do this. And now, I mean, I remember having a a time when I was at the stage of my life. I think I had four children and I was at that age when my dad had kind of, my mom and dad divorced and my dad left the, the house. And, I'm sitting at that age thinking, can I do this? And where do I go to get help? And I mean, then all of a sudden I'm sitting here thinking, here's Trayon, who's written three
6: books about parenting. And Well, that's why I've written the books. Uh, when my dad left, me too, when, when we were seven, I made the promise that I would never be that guy. Hmm. Yeah. I would never leave the family. I would be there and, and try to be a good dad. Now, I tell people I'm a father in motion, I'm not an expert. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, but again, what I like about that is that's real. You don't have to be the expert in order to, to to teach what
6: you're learning. Exactly. Right. And so I've been observing other people looking for role models that are all around and uh, reading lots of books. And, but that's another reason I wrote these, the types of books I've written, which are entertaining. There's mm-hmm. lots of fun stories yeah, that are. I've taken from a lot of people. And, and they teach two principles that come from various books and, and universal principles. But I've made these books so that even a father – which, by the way, mothers are the majority buyers of parenting books. Are they really? I've made it so that even a dad will pick up my book and open up anywhere and find something entertaining to, to teach him something. Yeah, I, I, there's enough great parenting books out there that are longer and, and they're good books, but it's just harder for a lot of people to get into. So I've made my books uh, more of that market where people anyone can read it.
0: Yeah, they're short, they're sweet, they're not, and they're not talking down to you. One of the th- neat things about your background. And I don't know how much you want it brought up, but you work for Franklin Covey Company yeah. where they're training executives in principles and, and effectiveness skills and habits and leadership skills. So in a weird way, it's that's probably soaking into you too, right? Oh, you, yes. I mean, you're learning parenting skills, but you do it in a very principled way instead of just you know
6: throwing out a practice, a technique. It's true. And, and I use a lot of, like I said, stories because stories can ring true to people. Yeah. And it's it's real stories. It's, it's reality parenting. These aren't just manufactured. They aren't always the ideal. Yeah. I, I talk about embarrassing experiences about my life. My kids finding fault in me, and yeah. I have lots of that. They call they I call them the wedgie police. They always tell me I have a wedgie. It's, it's yeah, embarrassing. Like, come
0: on, get off my back.
6: <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. The wedgie police. Hey, have you ever had to cut one of your kids out of the car? <laughs> my, uh, we just had an incident recently. Well, fairly recent where. Um, one of my kids had got like wrapped up in he wrapped himself up in the seatbelt in the car <laughs> and he got so wrapped up in it and then I guess my wife had turned a corner or something anyway it kind of locked the seatbelt oh, no. and he was stuck <laughs> and every time he'd wiggle it would tighten oh dear like a boa constrictor <laughs> and, and eventually I'm thinking well call me because I could probably I'd you know just push the button yeah get the belt off but it was locked she couldn't get she couldn't so she cut our child out of the car. <laughs> and she was, she was like so proud. And I'm like, that's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> Seatbelts are expensive. I know. I yeah. call that
6: parental agoraphobia. I think we're afraid to go into public with our children. It's so true. <laughs> it's embarrassing. They, they do silly things like that. But
0: those stories, I mean, that's really it. I mean, the, the reality of parenting is how do you not scream at your child and your, your wife even if all of a sudden she thought she was saving his life. I'm like, you could have left him there for an hour. I would have got him out in an hour. Saved us 300 bucks. But um, all of a sudden, though, the reality is your kid's stuck. you got to make a decision. We've got to do something right now. And the next thing you know, you're cutting your seatbelt. That's true.
6: you got to have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah.
0: if you can't laugh.
6: you got to have a sense <laughs> of humor about their boa constrictor.
0: It's really important, too. I, I like the idea because I remember I was raised on Gilligan's Island. I learned a lot of really good principles from Gilligan yeah. and Hogan's Heroes. And all of these great old flicks. I learned – that's – you know, I was a latchkey kid. That's where I was learning my – now, I learned other principles when my mom got home. Like, yay, yeah, you got to clean. <laughs> you got to do stuff. But I learned stuff from TV. But it seems like our TV today is is probably different too. It's not quite – I mean, I'm thinking of Survivor. Do I want to, my kids – do I want to learn parenting skills from Survivor? <laughs> from uh, – what's that called? Big Brother. <laughs> all of these reality shows, I'm thinking, hmm – where do we go? If I can't go to TV to learn this stuff, I, where do I go to become a better parent? And that's all you're offering in the book, par- uh, Reality Parenting. Exactly. What uh, What's one of your favorite stories in the book? you have one that just stands out when you think, okay,
6: you know, I, I this love, is reality? I love embarrassing my kids and their cousins. I actually have two nephew, two teenage nephews that live up the street from us. Actually, there's four of them, but two that are teenagers. I was we're coasting in Lake Powell just a couple summers ago, and um, just me and this teenager boy who's now almost 18. And um, and I see this boat of these bronze, you know, girls and pretty girls. And I said, oh, He has an opportunity to uh, teach him what not to do. So we, we coast close to the houseboat, and in my best Nacho Libre accent, I say, <laughs> Hello, pretty ladies. And he goes red and he blushes and he sinks down in his seat. And I thought that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But then. About a year later, my little three—oh, well, he was two years, two years old at the time. My boy at dinner table when i says to my 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 girls, "Hello, pretty ladies." Oh boy, here we go! And I thought, how did that come around? You I never used that phrase lie. before. He didn't hear it from me; <laughs> he heard it from his 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 younger cousins, who heard it from their older brother. You know, so it, 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 it what spreads. goes around comes That's around. Right. Be careful what, what you say. What did your wife say? Oh, she rolled her eyes. What have you done? She knows. Uh, boy, I, I like to tease. I like to joke, and sometimes she gets annoyed by it, but, yeah.
0: What do you do? I mean, that's what's so funny is it's not even just your parenting style. Now you're going to have to combine it with your wife's, and your tolerance is not going to be her tolerance. That's what I learned on this trip this week is what I dare to say, she's like, oh, Matt, I heard that about 10. You can't say that. Well, I just did. I just said it. Oh, your children are going to
6: be so embarrassed by that. Well... (laughs) You know, I have this friend, um, and she was canning applesauce all day. And she made the, she had the funniest post that I had to put in the book. She said she was canning applesauce with the kids. She's also a five kid, and and she said that by the end of the day, one of the kids had eaten so much applesauce they threw up applesauce. Oh, and she said she got after cleaning up the kid and, and finishing the canning, she she went. Um, into a room and she had applesauce all over her hair and she didn't know which applesauce it was from the real applesauce or the throw up applesauce <laughs> and she just she's denominated herself mother of the year and, and it made it a, a fun experience <laughs> when you can't discern between the applesauce <laughs> you've been canning applesauce too long that's reality parenting
0: that is reality parenting trying to give you some tips and tools Trayon moeller's joining us here he is uh the author of the book reality parenting As not seen on TV, also the author of Dad Rules and co-author of Mom Rules. We'll be back. More from Trey on right here on the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about reality parenting. Have you ever just watched TV and thought, wow, they've got it together? That was like the most incredible parenting moment. Or, on the other hand, wow, they're messed up. Like, my favorite show is Cops. Bad boys, bad boys, because I always feel like a better parent after watching Cops. Because I would never leave my children to be like that. So we brought on our guest, Trayon Muller, is joining us. Shawnee?
4: My favorite TV parent is Honey Boo Boo. Oh, my heavens. There you go.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, point nine. (laughs) You know
0: what? There there you have it. What more do you need to know? (laughs) Honey Boo Boo. But you know what? She does have a lot of storage, food storage. Nobody saved more food, and she's a scrapbooker. What do they call them? A, A coupon shopper. Good stuff. There you go. That's actually a great point. Let, let, let's uh, let's introduce Trayon uh, Muller's back with us. He is the author of the book Reality Parenting, as not seen on TV. Basically, his premise is, maybe you ought not be learning how to parent from Honey Boo Boo yeah, or the Kardashians. Again, good people, yes, human beings in this great, you know, journey of life. Maybe not the best role model
6: for oh, parenting. If you think about it, though, if, if a camera crew followed my family around, oh. It would be boring for one thing. Oh, yeah. There'd That's be more reality there. parenting. But no one would watch it. Yeah. So they, they do go to extremes, these writers and producers of, of shows. <laughs> they have to go to extremes. Otherwise, you're not going to get the people coming back. Well, don't you think they, they have to stir
0: the pot too? Yes. Like, even like if they knew right then, hey, you know, if we don't fix this right now, uh, Honey Boo Boo's going to walk off and, you know, into the wherever. She's going to get hit by that train that
6: passes right by their house by about five feet. She, but no, but they, they'll, they'll wait. <laughs> Just let her walk. Let her watch. And, and there's a truth that people need to know. These reality TV shows are not the true reality because they are directed. They're very scripted, aren't they? They're very scripted. Are are they? very scripted. And, uh, and it's not just me saying this. I know this. Yeah. Um, and actually, I've, I've actually created some videos for Franklin Covey and, and one of them we called the you know, Man on the Street video. Yeah. It's, it's where you, it looks like, you're getting people just randomly. Yeah, you're just street. throwing a mic on yeah. them and saying, "Hey, what do you think about this?" No, but these are actors, and they yeah. have they have agents, they have makeup on, and they have lighting done. Yeah, and, and, and you, it takes a it's a huge affair to to get them done for most most no. of the time. I mean, not all, all man on the street videos are like that, but, but most it's, of them
0: are. It's and that's the interesting thing because that's why all the writers were so mad, right? Because you didn't need writers to do reality television. Yeah. But there's still people writing those shows and writing the script. and That's why everyone's mad on The Bachelor about how, how it was written in the end. How Not written, but edited. The edit is the writing, right? But I guess back to your point, when we talk about parenting, um, we're supposed to be learning it. We're supposed to learn it from somewhere. Where do we go? Where does someone go to learn effective parenting? So you and I, we didn't have you know two
6: parents in the home. So where do we go? That's a great question. I, I think we know the answer to that. I think we do that as parents already. We do look at other people. We we observe good behavior and bad behavior. We do it naturally as yeah. human beings, and and that's one great way. And I would rec- recommend you know picking up a book, you know, one of mine or any book on parenting that has the right angle that you that you want to work on. We right. all have different things we want to work on, and also you know what? It never hurts to ask your parents. Yeah. Now, my mom's not around anymore, and so I go to my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Sometimes, you know, we talk. It's funny because now that I've written parenting books, my mother-in-law occasionally will say, "Hey, go read your own book." Yeah, read. Your, oh man, wait till your kids are saying that. They do, Dad. Have you read your book? <laughs> they do. You big that. parenting guru. And I'm the first to say I'm, I don't follow all these principles. I try. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm well. Just, maybe that's it. Maybe I mean, no
0: one follows them all. No. And maybe that's not even the key. I mean, if we were just in the park.
6: 60 percent of the time, maybe that's the goal. Just be in the neighborhood, right? Just be close. You know, I put that in the book very clearly. I say, P.S., you'll never arrive. There you go. There is no great parade. There's no party, which is party in American. Yeah, Yeah, you say say it it totally wrong from South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) It's a party. Party. And
0: there is no great celebration. Yeah. saying say you've arrived. No. Well, when would that be? I mean, really, because you're never there, right? You're just. You're always like, oh, geez, I, I, I do,
6: should have done better. Ex- we can always do that, but I think when you become a grand parent yeah and that's why they have a the word grand in front there because it's it's it, it is an event it's kind of a great thing uh-huh. and you can only have those kids for a little while and send them home with their parents that's, so so that's kind of the loophole yeah. i don't know if you've arrived because you still have to work on things but it's
0: well it. and um i just went to a funeral of a woman that was 94 passed away but to see again that's where you hear how great you were <laughs> so it's like if we could just speed that up and maybe hear some of it but they really don't. Like you go to graduation ceremony, everyone praises your children. But when do they have parenting praising moments? Never. Just at your death. <laughs> and then hopefully you're like, I hope they're not too sarcastic. My kids won't have time because I have a four-hour funeral planned. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff I want in my funeral. <laughs> I want bagpipes. I want – uh, Well, yeah. I want Cirque du Soleil. I want a little <laughs> Cirque du Soleil event. Um, talk about this. Tell me your if you could tell parents of America one thing. So what's the one thing that you really want them to get? What's the the message of the book or the, the one lesson that you really want to make sure we're getting out
6: there? Yeah, that's a tough one. I know. It's, it's, we're pressing you. I know. We're all so different though, man. Um, one thing. Sometimes as parents, we are really hard on ourselves. Some parents are harder on themselves yeah. than others. My wife is always criticizing herself and saying, Andy, I need to be better at this. And you know what? Sure, we all do need to be better. Um, but like I said before, we need to um, embrace the functional. Don't diss the functional in others yeah. function. Find the good that we do. And in those moments of depression, <laughs> discouragement, focus on the good because there is a lot of good that we do. Um, and it's – I also mentioned in the book that it's okay to be imperfectly fine. We, we are all imperfectly fine. Yeah. We, we, we'll never be perfect. So find um, – work on it. As long as we are working on it daily and we are aware. I think there's a difference between sleeping through parenting or, and being awake and aware. If we are aware and we're trying and we are talking to our – apologizing to our children. Yeah. And we're letting – you know, I messed up there, kids. Dad blew that. Yeah. That's a, I, I messed up. I'll mess up again. Yeah. I'm going to work on it. It's one of the greatest things that I think a parent can do is to face up to mistakes. We make.
0: I love that. I mean really we have to take that edge off of this has got to be perfect or like we always think we could break our kids. I mean if we could break our kids, my kids would not be alive because I, – I, but they're very malleable. They're very – they'll they'll bounce back It's but not learning. That's how you're going to break them. If you won't learn, if you won't adjust, if you won't see that that's not working, that, that way of getting them to eat is not working, you're yeah. going to have to find another way. Put sprinkles on it like we learned on the <laughs> videos earlier. Find some other way to do it. But if you don't
6: change, you're doomed, aren't you? Absolutely, especially with teenagers. Yeah. And you know the greatest breakthroughs I've had with teenagers is to be real. And to admit. Because they're going to say, you don't get it, Dad. You don't yeah, understand you're me. Clueless, Dad. You know, and we tend to go, oh, wait, I was a teenager. Yeah. I understand. I've been through. You know, get off that. Yeah. Get off that high horse and get down to earth and say, you're right. I don't get it. Teach me. Exactly. Tell me. I, I want to be better. And then genuinely and sincerely listen. You know, I talk about in the book taking two trips in time. When you're in an emotionally charged situation with a teenager. Now, this is tricky because you want to be connected at that moment. So right. you want to be too, like, Dreamy the world But you want to take a trip Back in time To when you were a teenager And you have an argument With your parent And rem- you won't even remember What it was about right. They get over it So that will make you realize You know what they upset Really upset They might be yelling at me And smoke coming out of the ears But they'll get over it So how I act in this moment Is very important Because yeah. I can make it Alleviate the situation yeah. And so that's one thing You want to do The second trip in time Is to go forward When they are parents yeah. They're going to say, oh, uh, my parent did it right by not yeah. doing this and that.
0: So – and that's vision, right? So vi- learning from the past – but I guess both of those would be focus on what's right. Focus on what you can do better, what, what you did do better. Focus on what works. Focus on the good and focus on in the future on what it would look like if you were doing it right. Exactly, That's huge. I mean that's not a hard parenting skill and again – you don't get blow up the idea of a perfect family. I mean the perfect family is i guess flexible even if one of them's not. I mean it's funny on the trip we would see one of our children that couldn't adjust to the moment. And we'd see the other five try everything they could to bend that child to the moment. Yes. You will adjust. <laughs> and in a weird way I've noticed I don't even have to intervene half as much as I thought as a parent cuz my family does. Right. So we're now a unit. We're a unit that's kind of seamless. And there's times I need to inject myself and there's times it's better to just be quiet.
6: Exactly. I think we have the propensity thinking it's our responsibility yeah. as parents to jump in and yeah. parent. And one story I love in the book is a friend of mine, um, he, t- he took his family out to dinner after this uh, big football game of one of his sons. And one of his sons sat down on this you know, vinyl seat. And just fried himself. Let, no, let fly oh. with this. Um, oh, with a noise. Uh, yeah. With a, a child noise. A child noise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be done in public, but it was a so flatulent. loud. yes. And um, his first idea was let me, because people stopped and stared. It yeah. was embarrassing. He was going to jump in and parent. <laughs> but he paused enough <laughs> to think what to do that his youngest son, who was probably five at the time, Said something like, Well, that was the big kaboomer, and everyone laughed at It, it yeah. released the it, situation. Yeah. And you're right, sometimes, you, well, most of the time, it's good to just pause, yeah, l- let things sink in a little before <laughs> you uh parent because sometimes it'll happen uh, yeah. itself.
0: It isn't that great. We're, by the way, we're talking with uh Treyon Muller, the author of the book Reality Parenting, as not seen on TV. We really need to be learning. How to parent, and again, there's not always the best source of. That's what we need is a television show. We're going to make a television show, Trayon, you and I. <laughs> Let's do it. Parenting, so we can then say, as seen on TV, more tools about uh, dealing with your children. Reality parenting's the book topic. Trayon Muller's is our guest. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on SiriusXM 143. We'll be right back with more interesting learning. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about, uh, you know, reality parenting. It's one thing to read about it in a book. It's another thing to live it. And sometimes your reality uh, isn't what you're going to see on TV. So our wonderful guest here, Trayon Muller, is joining us. He is the author of the book, Reality Parenting. He's also the author of the book, Dad Rules, and co-author of the book, Mom Rules, He's, just a, he's, he's a wonderful guy and a wonderful writer. Um, he also tries to make it I, light and a little bit uh, more on the fun side so the learning isn't so technical per se, right? Yes. Um, in fact, your book, one of the things we were just talking about off air is it, a lot of this is just kids are saying the darndest thing, right? They are I mean, just, they, they, hilarious. They just They are hilarious. And that's what makes it fun at times, which is what makes it such a good you know, YouTube video.
6: It, it's true. That's what those YouTube videos you played earlier. I mean, I was busting up listening Weren't to that. That was great. Because children are funny. They're hilarious. And they are completely honest. Yeah. And sometimes that's comp- very embarrassing. Oh yeah, Dad, your breath stinks. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that because they, they warn you, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's other situations. Um and I call it the six degrees of dumb. They <laughs> have in the book. And, and the first one is spilling the milk. And that's okay because it's not really yeah. dumb. It's just Yeah. You, Sharing family secrets, you know, dad's right. got a hairy back, yeah. kind of thing. But you know, it gets progressively worse with the degrees, but kids do say the funniest things. What um, is your, I mean, one thing, it's one thing, I guess,
0: for a cute little, you know, toddler to say something embarrassing, you know, to make a kaboom on the back seat of the car. What do you do, though, when it's a teenager? And they're kind of they're going through their, some of them are finding themselves, and they're they're maybe they're going off the deep end a little bit. They're they're not being healthy. They're not they're in trouble. I mean, th- then all of a sudden, now you feel like you're playing the game for reals. This isn't practice anymore. Now you're in. Yes. What what advice do you have for parents that are maybe at that stage? Well, they're no longer it's no longer
6: cute. This no. is now like you could get a disease, son. Don't mess with this. Yeah. You know what? And I'll make this very clear. Humor can solve a lot of things, but not all things. And um, there's many parents and children that are struggling with various things, whether it's what they're eating, what they are um, doing. It's uh, the video games that they're bringing to the home. Addictions, Addictions, pornography. I mean,
0: they're looking up and have at their fingertips stuff that – the average 80-year-old woman, 60-year-old woman has never seen no. or heard in her lifetime. And these kids can Wikipedia it in a minute.
6: When I tell parents this, they get shocked. But I tell p- parents that pornography is in your home. Now, when, when my age, we had to carry it in with, a ma- with as a magazine. Yeah. Now, it might not be tapped into yet. Yeah. But one wrong mouse um, or typo in an address bar or mouse click, your kid has access. Actually, the statistic I found... And uh, 33% of um, children accidentally stumble across pornography. 33. So a third. 30, a third. Accidentally, they're going to find it anyway. They, Whether they want to yeah, or not. They just now, happened upon it. That's frightening to me as a parent, which is why you need to put those firewalls on. Yeah. Well, and how many other
0: kids are curious at nine and look up a word? Yes. And then that word – that you didn't happen upon it, but now you're happening upon a million
6: other things you didn't even conceive of. And and the pornography industry is actually so smart that they recognize this, they will literally buy domain names that are close to or, or the same to with a dot errors, net huh? yeah. to get the errors. If so you type in dot net or dot com and, and it maybe just a little it's a common misspelled yeah. word. And um it goes to a pornography site. So mm. they are so smart. We have to be smarter as parents. We have to be very in tune This is not funny stuff oh, like yeah. you're saying. This is, this very is the serious. reality though This is the real life parenting This is it And I, I tell parents in the book That you have to I suggest Even if you're teenagers Or older teenagers You buy every single video game That comes into the home So you know what yeah. it is You stand behind your kids Watch what games they play Play the games with them Because there are some games That are so atrocious They teach gang rape that teach violence mm. that you cannot imagine. Right. And they have decapitated um, dog heads that are being thrown as a football. Oh. This parents think it's a game, right? They think, oh, it's Donkey Kong. Oh, you're just taking the dog out for
0: a walk? No, we're throwing his head all exactly. over the backyard. That's, that's and, and again, reality that, parents. That is there's reality. Yes. And then we could just sit well, we're not the we're not leave it to beaver generation anymore, are we? No, we're not. Now <laughs> we're chopping up dogs apparently and throwing their heads around. Um, what are some more what's some more advice you give us for kids that are in trouble or, you know, what parents should do to really part of this, I think, is about you've got to win their heart, too. Yes. And you can love them and they don't have to conform. You know what I mean? They're going to be them. That's hey, what I hey, noticed yeah. on this trip. If if one of I have a son that just basically um, sang the theme song for their junior prom in front of his entire in front of his school today ironically, he's not going to junior prom. (laughs) He just sang the theme song and it was brilliant and they loved him and he got a standing O and all of these really cute girls are in love with him because it's a love song and oh, and he's not going. (laughs) And I've tried every which way I can to get him to go to junior prom from you're going to no, you're going (laughs) and you're going to go or you'll never breathe again. Or to think of the girls, (laughs) think of the girls that won't. Get to go to their prom because you and how many would love to go with you, down? And he's still not going. What he so today? I'm driving. I'm thinking. I guess he's not going. He's not going. He's not going.
6: You know what? He'll be just fine. Yeah. Apparently, he won't <laughs> die from this. He, you just do what you're doing and love love him. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's sometimes you're right. We we need to push and 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 press on certain things. Yeah. But with this, you know, it's not gonna. Well, I mean, really, and, yeah, there's something like you've got to go to school. Yeah. You're going to school. But
0: but it's interesting, too, the social pressure you feel. Like, everyone's like, he's not going? <laughs> yeah, no. He's not. Well, why? Pull. He doesn't want to. I think it's because the girl he would have wanted to go with is taken. That's- so why go throw down three or 400 bucks, which apparently is what it costs now. Wow. To go to a prom. Yeah. And like, maybe you could just phone it in.
6: Exactly. Good virtually. <laughs> Phone it in.
0: Well, that's, um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's hard anyway to be a parent. Yeah. Then you get emotions involved. Then you get their fears and concerns. And then you react to their fears and concerns. And it's the reactions that kind of create
6: the problems. Yeah. I, th- th- there's an amazing thing that happens you become clueless. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some things I just have no idea what to do. I just throw up my hands. But I try not to do it physically. I just do it emotionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing is we have to love them where they are. Right. We have to be supportive. Even if we don't understand them, which is most of the case, especially with teenagers, I think being present, being there so that they can rant and rave to you, don't take it personally is what I say. Yeah. They, they really just it's not about get it, it out. Yeah. They don't even understand what they're going through. Yeah. They're having this. They're having acne. They have bad hair days. They have to go through all this uh, PMS, and uh, there's lots going on in life for the first time. We've forgotten that, but it was stressful emotionally. It's a lot going on with our uh, all the um, adrenaline, everything else going on in, in our bodies. It's things got messed up. Oh, totally. Well, and you, I could see it. I had a
0: son on this trip that I I think I saw six or seven hours of a week long trip because. All of his friends were there in the same city, and so they would disappear. But he would come in in one mood, just ornery, and then you'd give him a burrito, (laughs) (laughs) and he'd be happy, and he'd go out happy, and then he'd come back really happy, and then a half hour later, he'd come back mad. I mean, but it's like they're trying to figure out their own code. Yeah, exactly. So how on earth are you supposed to know their code and don't ever think that he's gonna be like your other kid. No. That's what I'm learning. None of these
6: kids are the same. And I think you hit on it there. We have to sometimes just go back to the basic needs. Yeah. We, we sometimes give kids uh, medication for being ADD, ADHD. Yeah. And you know what? Try going to the basics first. More sleep, yeah. healthier food. right? Be there with them, time with them, love. Yeah. You know, it goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's, it's the basic needs that every human being wants and needs to be a healthy human being. We've become so busy and trapped in our own little digital world sometimes, and our jobs and careers. We for, we, we buy them fast food. Now that's oh, yeah. not healthy for them. It's going to mess with their bodies oh, yeah. already. I'm not saying, and I'm, we're not a fanatic. We we go to get fast food. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But you know, all the time. Do you mean th- fast food? Fast. You mean fast? Fast food, not fast. Right. Yes. But it's it's it's
0: a killer. And then we did it on the trip all the time. Oh yeah. And now it's to the too. point that we give them real food. Like fast food is not real food. <laughs> we give them healthy food, and they look at us like.
6: Seriously, oh, now we're doing this. Now we're doing vegetables. <laughs> it, it's not going to happen, Dad. It's physiologically. I mean, we we have to eat some healthy stuff, or else it's going to affect us. We're going to be tired. We're going to be grumpy. Yeah. It, so we have to go back to the basic needs before we go to medication. Before we look at the I mean, most incredible
0: Yeah, we will diagnose him for something yeah. huge when really you know the kid's not getting enough sleep. Exactly. Well, or he's just, or I mean, his chemistry. He's his body's creating chemicals that. You can't control well, at age 50. How could he control it when they're just kicking in
6: at age 13? hormones, oh, that's a, that's a hard time. That's a whole different ballgame, oh, yeah. isn't it?
0: In your book, though, you, have, you also have a reality check. Yes, I have quite a few of them. Yeah. Talk about those for a minute because that is something it seems like every parent could step up. And, and, and at least start having conversations. And we always think of okay, I've got to talk to the kids about sex. Okay, I've got to have the sex
6: talk. But there's other talks you think yep. we should be talking about. You're talking about this the chapter called the Teenager Agreements. And in, in it, I talk about there are at least 13 conversations you need to have informally. Yeah. You know, if you make it formal, they're not going to. Want Come to on do in, it. please take a seat. Is this your exactly. attorney? Okay, good to meet you, Mr. Jones. Yeah, you don't need to make it formal. No, but you, you need to have these discussions so that you understand what they understand. Yeah. They understand that you know. And, and what I suggest is you come up with an agreement. This is ideal, by the way, when they're preteens before they yeah. l- know everything. Or at right? least get them on that track because then yes. they'll get used to doing this with you. Exactly. And it's just a check-in. Hey, tell me, when you go to your friend's house, You know what do you do? What are some of the rules at your friend's house? Well, when your friends come here, what do you think is appropriate? Yeah. You're jumping on the couch? Your mom, your mom just bought? No. Yeah. So you want to have these little discussions and have these agreements. It's kind of like a, a verbal, yeah, you're right, Dad. Yeah. No, I, I should only date when I'm 16, if that's yeah, if are, that's are you on, of yeah,
0: yeah, and exactly. What are you th- – I mean just even understanding – because they might not even want to date.
6: Exactly. So the
0: idea yeah. like you are not dating until you're 16, he'd be like, <laughs> who cares? whatever. I'm 18, Dad.
6: But there's this agreement. And so they know when that situation comes up yeah. – because it's, it's tough out there, junior high even, the oh, high yeah. school especially – You know, then they at least have some discussion and accountability with their parent. Oh, we had this discussion. I know what to do. I know what I stand for. I know what I should and shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And I know we talk about this in church all the time, but it's something that needs to be more personal on a parent child basis. I love that.
0: Then you have a relationship. Then, if it does get tough, you you have a precedence of this. This isn't a new conversation exactly. where like we're finally going to you know talk about something we've been it's been taboo for years in our family. Um, again, we're talking with Trayon Muller. Trayon's the author of the book Reality Parenting. Trayon, they can get the book everywhere. I'm assuming, right? It's, yeah, it's everywhere.
6: It's at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Desert Book, Seagull Book, uh, books and things. Go
0: to Trayon.com. Trayon.com, and he spells it completely wrong. <laughs> I didn't pick it. it well, came at the I don't thing. even know how you would spell it. But it's T R E I O N. Yep. Treon. Treyon.
6: If you want an easy one, realityparents.com. Yeah.
0: Realityparents.com. Give us one more nugget, okay? What's the one thing? What's the one thing that you want is the takeaway? I'm, I'm make I'm doing it again. You gotta give me the one thing that is the big thing.
6: As a dad. You're a dad. You're killing me. I know. One thing. <laughs> um just love him you know that's what it. they are your kids love them that's it what else could you do
0: what else could you do well <laughs> you could try a lot of other things go watch Honey Boo Boo again uh, Trayon beautiful job uh, go check out the book Reality Parenting good stuff we're gonna take a break Come back When we come back in the next hour, entertainment and kids. Author Julie Nelson is going to talk to us as well about being a good enough parent. And we're going to find out those crazy things the kids have to say. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
6: the kids all across the land.
0: There's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Welcome back, everybody. Little Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Is that what's his... The Will Smith, but is, mm-hmm. he, is that his real rapping?
4: Yes, that's him. He was a rapper before he started so on really TV and acting.
0: Parents just don't understand.
4: That's right. One of my favorite songs from the 80s.
0: Really? Man, you yes. need to get out, dude. The '80s had a lot of lot of good music. Oh no, I I listen to an '80s station in my car a lot. So Do you? That, yeah, it must be on Sirius XM. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, we're back here with Sean O'Neill, the producer of the show. He's the man, the myth, the legend. That's what he likes to be called. Mother of four <laughs> beautiful daughters, a wife that puts up with him to know. Yeah, that's end.
3: true. Yes, very she's, much so.
0: She's patient, mm-hmm. long suffering. <laughs> yeah. She's not at all. <laughs> Just she, ask her. But Sean has forever on TV and, or and radio has done the um, movie reviews. Yeah, I've done a Family Man movie review. You're the, you you mm-hmm. are the Family Man movie reviewer.
4: That's true. I have a blog, Family Man movie review.
0: I I needed you or for what? this trip. We went on spring break yeah. and we you'd think we would normally watch a lot of movies, which we would, except mm-hmm. we only watched a couple, three. We watched three. Okay. But, what did you watch? Um, we watched, oh, it was really good. Uh, uh, Captain Phillips.
4: Oh, yes. Tom Hanks. That was good. It's a good movie. That's a little harsh at the end, That was though. harsh at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, How did your kids handle My that? kids
0: are like, ah, oh, they didn't even decapitate him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, but you have boys. I have all boys. Yes. <clears throat> and, you know, they're like, I guess that's a good shot. Mm-hmm. But um, then we watched uh, Meatballs, uh, Claudia with a chance of. Meatballs 2? Meatballs 2. That's a good movie. That's Love a that very movie. good family that's movie. That's a very good movie. That was really good. And that's the one that I remembered the most, and they literally could care least about. Really, and then we because
4: my kids will will still quote lines from no, that actually, movie to me.
0: Actually, no, my older kids would actually like that too. Mm-hmm. They, they we were all quoting. Okay, and then we watched. Um, this is one my wife picked. Well, I would have picked it too, but this Let is me the guess. one what? Stallone. It was Stallone and De, Niro. and De Niro. Grudge Match. Grudge Match. You know I'm what? Sorry. Now and I don't know what it's rated, so I was going to go look that up because we were totally shocked at the language because what it, it's not right. You can't. The language I had a lot of explaining to do. Oh, really? To my children, like it was—it was bad. I mean, I'm sorry. again, and and but so this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, entertainment and families. Right? We love our families. We want to be able to watch a good wholesome movie. Mm-hmm. But it's—we're in a different day and age, and there's a oh, lot of stuff so. going on. So I know you're big into family viewing. Yes. How do you do? It? Do you just show up and bring home a movie? How do you? Oh no how no no how do you no no no. No, it, well, it's I I've
4: seen kind of it's it's been strange because I I'll go to screenings uh-huh. I, I see the movies beforehand you get a so free that I can movie every day that's not fair not but. every day no <laughs> but, but um of. at least about once a week I go to a movie and I go to these screenings and and you know these are things that are put on by radio the radio right. stations will hook on to this and they'll the studios are providing the movie for the for the critics so that they can put out a review and tell people what they want. By the way that Grudge match movie was PG-13. That's why. 13. Mm-hmm.
3: But see,
0: I don't think that it was appropriate for a 13-year-old. Oh, really? Yeah. It was it was it it was bad. That's terrible. I mean not bad. I mean it was but it's adult. It's what I would have it's you know, it's an old R. Yeah. Oh,
4: okay. Here's here's one for you. 1975. Yeah. Jaws. Mm. What was it
0: rated? I would go with R. No. Are you serious? It was rated PG. Oh, that's horrible. Well, nobody was shot. No. Well, the, sh- I the guess shark was the shark was was blown up. <laughs> but uh, really, that yeah. was a PG. That's all why. that blood.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because there stuff. I I still remember. remember going to the beach like yeah. weeks after seeing it. I was ten. I was ten at the yeah, time. I remember. I didn't want to go in the water. <laughs> oh no.
0: And see, so there was a lot of movies back. Then. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Arthur. No. Yeah. That's R. That's what I was R. Yeah. But at, okay. Yeah. As a kid? Well, yeah. jeez, We had no standards. Sure. That's why we want to talk about entertainment and
4: families. Well, but the, see, I think going to movies, I, I like to talk to m- about movies with my kids. When right. I take them to a movie, I ask them, because I want their opinion, first of all, uh-huh. as I'm writing a review. Right. Because I want to know if they thought the movie was good, because I'm writing reviews mostly for parents. You know, our parents going to want to spend their dollar to go see this movie? But now, because it seems
0: like what's good for a 12-year-old... Mm-hmm. And what's good for a parent might not be on the same page. Oh, that's why we have a rating system.
4: Yes, there you have it. But as I said, I go to these rate. I go to these screenings, and I see parents bringing six-year-olds and eight-year-olds, even younger kids than to that, to movies. PG-13 movies. Yeah. Now, I usually I don't rate R-rated movies on my on my uh, blog. Blog, yeah.
0: Where? Why would we start there? Right. Exactly. Yeah, but. Um, but, but you're i are really gone... saying it's more about the, your discussion. You you yes, do it, it more is. for discussion than entertainment. I do, and I and I you know I get
4: I we start a discussion with my kids with movies. Yeah, my kids love going to movies. They love they love it as much as I do. I have to be careful what they watch, so I I make sure I check out the rating system. But if there's a movie that I go to that I know is a good message movie, yeah. and I want that message to be shown to my kids, yeah, I'll break the rules, yeah. I have taken an under thirteen year old to a to a pg thirteen movie called well, I took him to the help
0: oh really yeah see my, I love that that's a great. Master. My oldest was yeah.
4: thirteen i think my next my next uh, youngest daughter was eleven at the time, yeah, and we took him to see that movie see my my wife and I took them so they could they could ask us questions right after and they brilliant. they did they said, did people really get treated that
0: way yeah well in forty
4: two yeah, forty-two as well. Like that was that was classic. I made sure my my daughter saw that. I didn't get to take them to um, the Book Thief. Oh, I, I don't love know if, that movie. See, I yeah. can't
0: imagine. But I my took kids my, watching that. I, I but they would only
4: my two oldest. Yeah. Now that's you know. But I guess that's the my, payment, right? My eleven-year-old and my nine-year-old.
0: Yeah. No. That, well, eleven now. But but, but, but if you so, okay, great. We're going to a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Which one, Dad? They want oh, they'll, they'll want something exciting. But the Book Thief.
3: That's, I didn't. We didn't. You, I love well, that.
4: My but, wife and my mother took uh, took my oldest daughters to see that,
3: and, did they like and, it? <laughs>
4: and they complained to my mother and my wife. That I movie
3: made
0: me cry. I know,
4: but that was a great movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's appropriate. I think I think movies can open up, and they, it's going to open up discussion in all sorts of areas, mm-hmm. even besides the area that the movie might be covering. Right. But you have to be careful. You have to check. Check your reviews, check your information about a movie, do some research about the movie, and do some research on the rating system. See, that's the thing. Okay,
0: let's talk about that for a bit, Sure. Because the ratings, G, okay, I guess well, here, every Disney show is not here, a G anymore. It used know, to be Disney I have G. the definitions
4: that the okay, ratings people it. use. So a G-rated motion picture contains nothing in theme, language, nudity, sex, violence, or other matters that in the view of the rating board—remember, this is all in the view of the rating board— that's why you need to do your research.
0: Yeah, where's the rating board located?
4: They're in Los Angeles. Oh boy, would offend it. Uh, but <laughs> in the view kidding. of the rating board, none of that stuff would offend parents whose younger children will view the mo- motion picture. Huh. The G rating. Now, this is something important. This is not a certificate of approval. Oh, this is that's not what this so is. So they're not here to give a stamp yeah. of approval. Like hey, and this is a good G, and it doesn't signify a children's motion picture either. Really? Yeah. If you ever, if you want one of the best G-rated movies, it's not a kid movie. The Rookie. Oh,
3: oh I Rent, love The Rookie. Rent, yeah, it's I've a great movie. Yeah, okay, um,
4: but you might even have some language that goes beyond polite conversation, right? I know I've seen G-rated movies that have some. They have you know some toilet humor in them.
0: Well, a lot of cartoons, mm, exactly, we think are going to be mm-hmm. G just because it's a cartoon. But there's a lot of cartoons yes. that are
4: not G. But now a PG rating. That indicates that in the view of the rating board, parents may consider some material unsuitable for their children. You'll get more mature themes in PG uh, motion pictures. Uh, That may call for parental guidance. But some of those elements are not deemed so intense as to require that parents be strongly cautioned. Hmm. PG-13 is where you become
0: strongly cautioned. Jeez. uh, See, they don't say that. It should be a strongly cautioned PG-13 movie may disable your child emotionally, psychologically for many years. But this is where it gets a little complicated because they
4: say here, the theme of the motion picture by itself will not result in a rating greater than PG-13, although depictions of activities related to a mature theme may result in a restricted rating for the motion picture.
0: Ah. Huh. It's, it's, you know. What's an NC-17? Oh, that's,
4: they don't allow kids under 17 at all in those movies. Wow. Now an R-rated movie. If you're under 17, you can go to that movie if you're accompanied by an, an adult. adult or a, by a guardian. We actually. had to
0: add NC 17.
4: Yes, we did. Well, that used to be X.
0: Yeah, but same but thing. I guess we no longer have an X. Mm,
4: no, we don't. Well, just it's except just for NC-17. online. True. Exactly. Interesting. Um, but you have in a PG 13, you will have expletives. Yeah, you're going to have did. words oh, in there did. that you don't want. No, we did, mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of explaining to do.
4: More than one such expletive requires an R rating. Uh, that's an expletive that might begin with so- really? something like an F. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: so if you have more than one of those, you're going to you're going to the, going R, to
4: the R. And and even oh. if you if you have only one of those and it's used in a sexual content, immediately to R.
0: Look at these rules.
4: So this is why parents have to have a brain. You can go out and I I printed these off online. Uh, the MPAA has a yeah. website where you can find this information. And their best website, filmratings.com. Hmm. You can it's a database. You can type in any movie and you want to rating. know and get the rating of the movie.
3: Hmm.
0: I, I like too though, because you also have to have a conversation. Like I like how intentional you are taking your family to a movie, to have a moment, to have an experience. We're not that intentional. What's really funny, though,
4: is my kids think, oh, well, I turned 13, so I get to go to the PG-13
0: movie now, right? Wrong, mm, wrong, see this isn't yeah, this that's their standard mm-hmm. you've got your own standard exactly the s o thirteen the sean O'Neill
4: thirteen <laughs> exactly and but, i and and I will take my wife to these movies, and we'll see them, luckily, we get to see them before they come out in a theater, yeah, so we know whether or not we want to take our family to see them,
0: but it's also interesting you're you're breaking it up into age, I mean, like you are really you're careful, yeah,
4: when it comes to my kids' entertainment, yes, you're I a am. good parent. <laughs> Well, I
0: don't know about that. Do you have Netflix at home?
4: Yes, I do. But I have it set up so that my kids can only watch certain rated movies.
0: Yes. Well done, Sean. Thank you. There's a great, there's just great parenting advice right there. Mm -hmm. Sean O'Neill. In the house. FamilyManMovieBlog.com. FamilyManMovieBlog.com. He's our producer. It's not up to date right now, unfortunately. Well, he's been very busy <laughs> producing the show. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a break. We're coming back. Julie Nelson's going to be joining us. She is what we call the child whisperer. She's going to walk us through, teach us how to, uh, how to, you know, find the joy, find the the parenting and the spiritual strength to keep this battle going. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with Julie Nelson. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Julie Nelson in the house. <laughs> Julie Nelson's here. She's the author, mother. We call her the uh, the child whisperer. Isn't that what we call you? Sean. I'm sorry. I must interrupt because my wife did just
4: message me on Facebook. Oh, what did your wife say?
0: Here you go. Let's see. Wife just messaged. At the bottom. Uh, oh, well done, my movie man. <laughs> and then she also said she does put up with a lot. Yes. She's brilliant. Boy, she's in for it because on this show, we're going to put your husband to the test. Hey, joining us right now, Julie Nelson, author, mother of 400 people. How many children do you have? Five.
5: Uh, Five, but it feels like a lot more.
0: I knew you had five.
5: I've been a teacher, so I'm mother of lots of people.
0: You're not just a teacher. You're a teacher of applied parenting and marriage and relationship skills. That's right. At Utah Valley University. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You yourself... Are the child whisperer? Yes. You have you when if a child is like out on a limb, ready to do something really crazy, you call Julie, K. And I can Nelson, talk them
5: off the ledge and, and bring them back. back. Uh huh.
0: And or you just go to her website, a spoonful or
5: or I call the parent back from. It's usually the parent on the ledge. That's it. Where it, it always I, is yeah, the yeah, parent. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
5: Or go to a spoonfulofparenting.com.
0: A spoonful of parenting is your website where all of the answers on parenting reside.
5: That's right. Every single one.
0: and you by the way and I appreciate it any listeners of the show know that um, a few months ago
5: on St. Patrick's Day I brought him him a little leprechaun no 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 no, no.
0: you brought me a troll doll (laughs) you brought me a troll doll that was naked with a big gaping head open and you, you put dirt in it and then you put chia seeds and it's a chia pet troll doll
5: did it grow any hair?
0: Well, not yet, okay, but we were gone for a week, so it's, I'm not sure it yeah, got why yeah, but here's the deal, which is still offensive, and I just want to throw it out there one more time. You then said, this troll doll reminds me of you, Matt it's guts no, it's gut
5: in because
0: he's got a real like poofy belly, and he was naked, and I felt vulnerable, <laughs> so I asked her to get me some clothes, so today you brought me some overalls, yeah. Like candy striper red and white overalls. Hopefully for my it'll fit the troll. troll it'll
5: cover his privates.
0: Yeah. Or just that big gut belly. that yeah. reminds you of me.
5: But I told you to, to like, rub the belly for good luck.
0: Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah. But you also brought me some, some chocolate, uh, some Milka chocolate. Yeah. Not just got, got back chocolate.
5: from Europe and that's the best chocolate there is in the world.
0: Like, just much, much uh, similar to um, um, Hershey's.
5: Not even close.
0: See, everyone always says that. See, they always diss Hershey's American tastes chocolate. like
5: wax compared to Milka.
0: I don't see it. Mm. I, By the way, as somebody that ate a lot of wax growing up.
5: <laughs> you it. ate crayons in school, didn't I, you? Tonight? I had crayon
0: sandwiches.
5: <laughs> and glue and the whole thing. On That's the break, beautiful. you're going to take a bite of a little square and then tell the listeners what it was I like. I might not even
0: wait for the break. Yeah. Hey, by the way, what, uh, what was your family like growing up?
5: Awesome. Because
0: I'm trying to think, what would make a child whisperer? What would what would what would make that happen? So I'm assuming either really horrendous parents or really incredible. No, parents.
5: incredible parents. Really? both of them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a teacher today because both of them were teachers. Yeah. Really? So I'm just just you kind of like uh, you inherit those things.
0: What's with the pink? You know, she's sporting a pink. Pink shirt, is my know.
5: favorite my favorite color actually. Really? My room growing up. Speaking of growing up, completely pink pink carpet you know like those Hold on. your
0: parents actually purchased pink yeah carpet, yeah for my sister
5: and I and we had those cherry blossom wallpaper wow and we had pink bedspreads with canopies I mean it was pink wow it was totally pink. sounds yeah. horrible
0: <laughs> was it good did <laughs> yeah, you love it, was. it it was hey um so okay did you hear what we've been talking about? Today? Yes,
5: and I brought my good stuff. Matt. What did you
0: think? Teach me.
5: Love it. Except I just feel a little bit. Mm,
3: Go I it. don't
5: know. Mm. I don't have that really awesome accent that he has, know, and I'm don't. feeling a little bit it's kind South of African. less than.
3: Just
0: do something. Do something like South.
5: I want to be, cool. be cool. I want to be cool. No, Sal, No, Fark. No, Do, no,
0: Don't worry about that. No, see, see you, but So I don't have that else. Arab
5: authority because I can't speak with the British accent.
0: Okay, don't. You know what? Don't even worry about it. Just okay. you brought me clothes and a candy bar.
5: All right. Well, then there you go.
0: So you're halfway there. Okay. Here's Ooh. the
5: here's the thing. Okay, teach Reality me. parenting. That was his. That's his his book, right? Yeah. So what I want to talk today about some points that he made was that we cannot be perfect and we got to oh, accept that, right? Yes. So let's just get down. Off that, yep. and that we can't compare ourselves with other parents. That's reality. Totally. So, what I want to talk about is from it's from my research on parenting. One great man that comes stands out nineteen forties to sixties. His name was Donald Will- Winnicott. Winnicott. Yes. Okay.
3: What did he teach? British,
5: you? and he probably had a cooly cool accent yeah, again, too. They he probably do. had a. That's what made him cool.
3: Yeah.
5: But I want to talk about overriding this perfectionism by what he called good enough parenting today. Good, good enough, enough parenting. That's it's going it. to liberate our listeners. It doesn't
0: need to be perfect. Mm-mm. It
5: could be good enough. That's right. So it's good enough parenting is what parents need to for their children. I like That's that. That's all they need. Perfectionism creates an unrealistic ideal. Mm-hmm. And with anxious and guilt-ridden parents, right? We well, cannot probably function- kids. Yes. We're,
0: don't, don't, don't touch that. Don't because touch that. Because when we
5: expect perfectionism ourselves, the level is so high, we set the bar so high on ourselves that we set that same unrealistic expectation in our kids. Yes. And we make them anxious, neurotic kids. So we have to be good enough with ourselves and accept good enough with our kids. So so Donald Winnicott said that we the way to be a good mother or father is to be a good enough parent. Mm. To be a good mother or father is a good enough parent.
0: Well, I mean, really, when you think about it, there's a point where your kids don't want you to parent. Right. So it's good enough to just be good enough.
5: Yeah, and all the way along the spectrum. So he, he examined, he was mostly with infants, and he he, he worked with kids that had dis, uh, kind of disorders. Babies, infants, when we talk about them in human development of course their whole world revolves around their mom right everything right. you cry mom comes i mean yeah. mom is an extension of me right and that's the way it should be we sure. should be attentive and we should be responsive to create that attachment um but eventually the child is going the baby's going to grow up and realize that not every bottle of milk or nursing comes on schedule on time <laughs> the minute i yeah. open my mouth and wait this ain't
0: burger king that's right you it's can't not a drive through. It it's not a drive through. yeah
5: and so sometimes the baby has to wait a little bit because mom can't be there all the time.
0: But see, that's good to learn.
5: It's good to learn. That's part of growing. That's right, because you learn patience, you learn self regulation. Yes. That I can soothe myself. I can wait. I, I hear mom in the kitchen. I, c- I can tell she's warming that bottle up or I can tell she's just cleaning a couple yeah. of things up. And it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. That's really good for kids to know that it's, it's good enough. Mom's not perfect. She can't be there all the time. Yes. Because when we fail them in those little ways, what so he talks about failing them, but it's a good fail. And that they learn that the world doesn't revolve around them. And I can be okay with oh, waiting, man. self, you know, delayed gratification. Yeah.
0: Where was he for my spring break?
3: (laughs) Where did you you go, Matt? We went
0: to St. George, Uh, Utah. Yeah, that's right. it was tons of fun, Mm -hmm. except I had a son that wanted the iPad, and it was charging. And I'm like, why don't you just wait till it's charged, or you're only going to be able to play with it for a little bit. So he was like, okay, let me know when it's at 30. (laughs) So I drove an hour and a half before it was at 30. It was... It was, you know, stuck at 25. And every three minutes, hey, dad. Yeah. Is it
5: there there yet? 30 yet?
0: Hey, dad. Yeah. Hey, dad. Hey, dad. Hey, dad. So I just threw it back there. And I said, good enough. So I'm a good enough parent. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, take Take it. Take it. It was 26. (laughs) <laughs> he never got to 30. Yeah. And he turned it back in in about 20 minutes.
5: Right. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, when you see babies grow up into toddlers and then preschoolers, they have to learn that, you know, sometimes dad's on the phone and they can't come up and go, dad, I need you yeah. right now. I hey, mean, dad, if it's not hey, an emergency, the, the fire's there's right. no fire. Right. Then say, you know what? I'm on the phone right now and the child has to learn to wait. That's yeah. good. Yeah. that's good and I can't be there at all times and then they learned that they have to delay some gratification I have to learn to be patient I learned that you have some boundaries of your own that I have to respect
0: yeah like don't come in the bathroom when I'm in the bathroom right? don't just don't sit right by the bathroom and door. the little
5: fingers underneath yeah. the door yeah. are you in there mom 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 <laughs> yeah so mom has her own world that yeah. she has to. and and not that we're not attentive to no. them but but we're good enough for what the child needs and they have to learn to deal with failure sometimes whoa, whoa. yeah we in fact in fact, yeah. it's, it's okay to fail as parents.
0: In fact, you should.
5: We should sometimes. Yeah. Not on purpose, but yeah. we should. Because when we fail, then, we, then the, the child realizes, Mom, Dad's not perfect. Neither am I. It's okay. It's this good enough. This is part of life. This is who we are. What if
0: you mastered, listen to how funny that is, what if you mastered being good enough?
5: Yeah. And here's the thing good enough, not just in parenting, but in life. I'm a good enough person, Matt. Ooh, you know, yeah, I I, know? I don't know. I don't know. If I have visitors come over and my house not clean, it's just good enough. You know, and I'm okay with that. That's actually great. If I can't make a bake good from scratch for the bake sale and I go by the store and I have to get an apple pie from Albertsons, it's It's good good enough.
0: enough. Hey, someone's eating.
5: You know, it's all right. It's okay. It's good enough in all aspects of my life. If I have some paper to turn in and it's not perfect for school, it's good enough because I have a life and I have to be okay with that. And you have to tell your kids, you know what, it's good enough. And have them hear you say, I did my best. That's that was my best under the circumstances. But what's funny is
0: good enough, um, it might be just good enough to be good enough for your kid. And we're really doing all that other stuff for us. Mm-hmm. We want to be perfect for our sake. And then we say it's for our children's sake. But it's about us. Yeah. We want to look good. We want to be good. We want to be the best. We want to have the most. Give. It, but that's about us. Kids just want you to be good.
5: Yeah. And they want you to be okay with yourself and okay with them. Now, I'm not saying let's excuse our flaws and say, oh, let's embrace all our mistakes. But just be okay with who we are. Try better tomorrow. You know, work on where you can work. But when life throws you this curveball and you just can't get dinner on time, you know, it's okay. Let's go out to Wendy's. It's all right. It's good enough for tonight. For sure. You know? Got a
0: combo meal. (laughs) But you can't do it every night.
5: Right. Because then
0: it's not good enough.
5: Right. It's not a less than approach. Yeah. I don't want to propose that. Where, you know, let's just kind of just be disengaged as parents and just kind of be lazy through life. It's not that. It's just we try to do our best and be okay with that.
0: See, you know.
5: You know, it's it's all right. Because here's the thing is we don't want to purposely postpone tending to our children, but we want them to move from the fact that they're not an extension of ourselves towards in- independence themselves. Yeah. Your,
0: your goal is to get them independent. We're talking with Julie Nelson, the child whisperer, the mom <laughs> bomb, we call her. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're coming back. More, more information coming from Julie. She's going to teach us about um, how to move those kids towards independence. Yeah. right? We want them independent of us. Yeah. Stuff. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back, right here on Sirius XM, one forty three BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we are passing around a candy bar, a Milka. Dancing
5: dancing candy bar. It's
0: a dancing candy bar. We've been exchanging chocolates um, here on the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, Julie Nelson went to Germany, Austria, Austria, Italy, Italy, mm -hmm. and she brought home a candy bar for me. Milka. It's a Milka. Alpen Milk. (laughs) Candy bar. And oh, tell, him what, tell him what you just gave I me. I went to France, uh, southern France. Utah for my trip. And um, I, there's a really special candy bar down there called a Snickers. <laughs> it's a Snickers. It's a nougaty middle with uh, milk chocolate and peanuts and caramel and nougat. <laughs> That's how they speak in southern Utah, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, try the Snickers sometime. I it's will. Really good. I will. I'll try that. The milk is really good. Mm-hmm. It melts in your mouth.
5: Not in your hands. Yes. We should make that a logo.
0: I think it's already been used.
5: Okay.
0: Hey, Julie Nelson's joining us. She's the book uh, the the book. She's the author of Parenting with Spiritual Power. Today on the show we're talking about reality parenting. You don't learn this stuff on TV, folks, just on the radio. And what we do on the show is we're giving you the tools you need to make sure you know how to parent your children. Julie's been teaching us again, go to her website a com. It'll knock your socks off. She's a teacher and teaches classes, not a teacher, you're a professor, basically, right? And yeah. of applied parenting and marriage and relationship skills at Utah Valley University.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're one of our favorite contributors of all time because, A, you bring food. B, you comment on my fat belly.
5: And C, I and bring three, you clothes for your troll dolls.
0: You brought me clothes for my troll doll that you gave me that you <laughs> thought was a leprechaun. But it's a chia troll. <laughs> hey, um, talk more about good enough parenting because it's – We're so caught up in wanting to be the perfect parent, but I have a feeling it's because we know we're not doing a good job. So then we fake it by pretending to try to be perfect, and then we give our kids everything they want. Like somebody would just buy you a Snickers because you want one. Like like producer Sean just got you a Snickers. (laughs) um, Thanks, Sean, by the way. I never would have done that. (laughs)
5: Yeah, we don't want to every time our child has a need to fill that need. They have to learn how to go and fill that need for themselves. If they
0: don't the rest of their life they're going to think someone owes them something.
5: Yeah, and that mom and dad will be the helicopter parent to come in and fix it for yeah. them. We can't fix everything. So sometimes when the mistake happens or life happens, we just have, kind of have to let them figure out how to figure fix that out. Yeah. I mean, we can't be there for every single no. ball game, every single concert. I mean, sometimes you would have to say, I can't be there. And at that concert, oh my gosh, something happens bad. They forget their music, They yeah. a basketball game, and they get, they, they're on the bench the whole time, and they want you to be there to hold their hand you're like you know what yeah you got to figure out how to how to get through that tough time yourself oh, I... and it's okay it, i mean I, i'm not saying Ugh. don't be their parents but no. i'm saying it's okay if but sometimes you're not and then the child will learn resiliency because totally. of it I, I like to let pa- single parents know that as well it's an important message oh, for single yeah. parents because they physically cannot be there at all and be all things to all the kids i learned a
0: ton just i had to ride my bike uphill no i had to ride my bike in my football uniform To football practice, like two miles away. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have practice, and then I would ride at home at night. And I always felt safe. I mean, I was wearing pads for crying out loud. I could take a (laughs) hit from any car. Totally. Yeah. But my kids will say, well, I'm like, why don't you just walk to church? Yeah. You know, church is two two blocks blocks away. away. And they're like, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. What
5: about? Aren't you going to drive me? What about the wind drying
0: my skin out? Like Spencer, relax. Yeah,
5: no, it's good for them sometimes to have misfortune and yeah. and that you weren't there. It's all right. For, let me give you an example. My fourth child, uh, youngest Does daughter. Does he have a name or is he Rachel, just a number? Rachel, okay. number four. Okay, okay. she's. Got- she, she was in kindergarten. Now, don't be appalled out there in listening land, but I forgot that on Mondays it's early out day. Oh, oh, my boy. good heavens. That comes around at ten forty five in the morning really
3: yeah, yeah for what morning kind session. Of mother leaves I, your I know child I was gone somewhere,
5: you know doing something yeah. my little sweet five year old six oh. i don't know six year old got off the bus there's no one home oh. <sighs> What did she have to do?
0: Did she do drugs?
5: Yeah, yeah. And to this day, I'm still paying for it. No, <laughs> she walked down the street and started knocking on doors to oh, see what great. neighbors are home. Got to like the fifth house, and there's one there, and That's she stayed. Great. At, and they had a tea party, and she like had teddy bears out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm racked with guilt. And she's like, she had the best time of her life. Did they
0: call DCFS? <laughs> no,
5: but my neighbor just let me know, hey, Rachel's down here, just have a little tea party with my little stuffed animals. It was the best afternoon she's ever had. She
0: loved it, and she she, she figured. Grew out yeah. Out,
5: she figured out how to fix the problem. See, you know, so, so you're not saying I, I, I do that intentionally. Did, no, no, intentionally leaving your child for you know on the side of the street. But I'm just saying that things happen. Yeah, and it's all right because g- I was good enough. I forgot, but it all worked out. You were
0: having your nails done. Let's, no, let's admit I was. It. Not. Were you having? Were you going? Were you out having a snook I'm sure
5: I was, I was sure I was saving someone's life that day.
0: Yeah, that's not happening. You were probably <laughs> buying troll dolls for your friends. No. They're let, big guts.
5: Let me talk about good enough parenting for a minute okay. here because you know what happens is is that you love the it helps you to love the flaws in yourself and in your children and accept them who they are. Now, yeah. not that we're not going to improve each day, but when I'm good enough, it's all right to see that I'm a whole person, I'm three-dimensional, not just this one-dimensional perfect person yeah. that we don't want, you know, right. we try to see the right. perfect person we're not. We can't be that. And um There's a a PhD, a doctor, Jennifer Kuntz, that said some really good things about this. I want to quote her for a minute in psychology today. Real mothers, of course, and fathers, are the best kind of mothers and fathers and the only kind, real mothers, because it's about reality parenting. Yeah, let's be real. It takes an imperfect mother or father to raise a child well. You see, children need to learn about life through real experiences. They need to learn to deal with disappointments and frustrations. They need to overcome their greed and their wish to be the center of the universe. They need to so learn true. to respect the needs and limitations of other people, including their mothers and fathers. Love and they it. need to learn to do things for themselves. Yes. So, you know, it's all right if we're not there for their beck and call all the time and to wean them off of us little by little. So by the time they're teenagers, they can go out there in that big, wide world and figure things out. Well,
0: do you remember when you found out your parents weren't perfect? Yeah. But, like, that was older for me. And I'm like, whoa, really? That's messed up. Like, because I thought for sure they walked on water. And then, so maybe if you were just, if you were a good enough parent, you're going to teach them that's not real. That's, so... So, there's not going to be this disheartening moment where you're going to let them down. And they're finally going to be like, oh man, mom's human. But you're going to actually, that's what makes them independent. Yeah, along they're now the way. Part of us. Along
5: the way, you say, hey, I made a mistake. This is what I yeah. did. You know, and I this is what I'm going to fix it and I'm going to work, you know, but it's all right. I'm okay with myself. And that is such a healthy approach. So, they can see themselves in yeah. life also making mistakes and going, hey, you know, I made a mistake, but even my parents who walk on water make mistakes yeah. and I'm all right too. What
0: if you've never neglected your children like you did?
5: I think everybody I mean, to that has. degree. No, I think everybody has. Done something, huh? And we, when we all just hold hands and admit it, come on, people, oh, yeah. we have done it. The
0: stories are going to come out anyway. My <sighs> daughter's going to tell the story where we didn't take her, she had a broken foot skiing. We just left her at the bottom of the hill with some guy named named Hans. <laughs> And um, we all went skiing again. The Hans seemed like a really good guy, but she will not let that go. you have a candy bar. He had a candy bar called Milka from Alpenlecha. I don't know where that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That's a German-Spanish accent I just gave. Okay. Um, But she she was all right.
5: She survived. But sure,
0: sure, we took her in a couple days later, and sure, it was broken.
1: Yeah. But come on,
0: they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have casted it anyway till the swelling went down. (laughs) So we were giving it a couple days. Sure that we did that to one. Sure we did the almost the exact same thing to the other boy when he broke his leg. Sure. <laughs> so know, we're
5: bad. But you're not inattentive, Matt. You're just saying no, that No, we sometimes... knew his
0: leg was bad. <laughs> we knew it right when he did it. We just were, you were... slow to pick it up.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, I and again, we don't want their listeners to be out there being inattentive or casual with their parenting or like lazy. You know, this is not the lazy approach. This is doing your very best and then letting the mistakes happen and let it go. You know, because if we're not ridden with guilt, then (laughs) our children won't be ridden with guilt. You
0: just, Sean, just you just took about fifty pounds off his shoulders. Frozen. Oh, Frozen. Let it go. He was singing. Let oh,
5: it go. let it go, please.
0: But I, I love the I love the idea. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we do it? Okay. How do I How do I let it go? How do I let this need to be perfect go as a parent? Because is it inbred or is it just something we do because...
3: I think
5: there are people who are a lot more a type A who really are yeah. driven, who feel like they have to do it all.
0: But aren't they... They're, they're living vicariously.
5: And there's people who are very insecure, more insecure, who feel like I have to be like my neighbor, mm-hmm. like like that parent who looks yeah. perfect to me. Yeah. And we have to let it go and say, you know what? They're not perfect. No, no. We, we tend to compare their very best, their perfect side yeah. to all of our imperfections and realize, no, that's not the way it is is and everyone has their flaws and they're doing the best they can and be happy with the doing your best you can because every every child deserves the best parent that is doing their best but which is good enough for them
0: i and you know what that's um they'll see it Mm -hmm. and what will happen is if you're going for good enough you'll feel more peace instead of going for perfect and always failing so you'll it will just feel Better
5: because when you parent, exactly, I like what you said. If you're parenting from that peaceful point of view, then I can do better, mm-hmm. I can work on myself better. But if I'm working from the perfectionism, then I'm working from the guilt ridden anxiety, and I will yeah. not improve, yeah, because I'm just going to beat myself up. But if I'm at peace with who I am, I can improve much better. Day by day from that perspective, knowing I can let the other flaws go because I'm doing better in this area. I'm working on one thing at a time.
0: But if my son doesn't go to junior prom.
5: I heard about that. I'm sorry. I'm
0: a bad parent because a good parent would make sure my son asked the girls out in our neighborhood.
5: I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I heard about that, and I just I'm at I don't know. There's something messed up in your family.
0: It's messed up, and it's funny because I love to go to dances.
5: <laughs> no, it's because you're not him, and he's not you. No, he's not. And I had a I had a son that never wanted to go to any single dance, and it wasn't until his senior, the last dance. Is it? I don't know. Homecoming? No, that's prom. Yeah. Senior Graduation year. Graduation dance. Senior year. I think all of his friends bribed him, and we yeah. we paid him. You paid him off. Uh, I'm going to be upfront, so we can bribe. So, our so kids. he went to one dance because yeah. he's not a dancer I'm not either. Sure. Well, he's who not. Is? He's not a dater dancer. We're not all.
0: You know, we're not it, all James.
5: That's right. We can't all be. You know, Mister Don Juan. No, or and Don, so or he, Juan, either one. So he, my oldest son didn't do it either. And so the final month of his senior year, he went on one dance.
0: But he's he's now doing drugs.
3: <laughs> no, no, he's not.
0: See, that's the key. Yeah.
5: They that's don't it. Ha- See, it's they, all right. It's th- let them be them. And you, and know what? you be good enough them. It doesn't with all them. hand on one dance either. No. Have social gatherings that are a lot less stressful. Yeah. You know, go out and do things that they enjoyed. Paintball. You know, whatever it takes. It doesn't have to be a dance. Who wants to hold a sweaty hand and stare at someone you don't even know? And uh, make me. Cool, polite conversation and cuddle. Well, I personally. Cuddle and sway. Cuddle and sway. Make conversation. That <laughs> is just not fun. Cuddle and sway. <laughs>
0: that sounds like a hunting. That sounds like a military move. What are you doing? We're cuddling <laughs> and swaying.
5: See, that's not every- that's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea.
0: <laughs> so you know what's so funny that you just let said, him do
5: what he wants to do with girls and friends and groups and stuff. You're you like, know? for
0: some people it's just stressful to to go to a dance. For others, you know, just go play paintball. No, to that's me, right. paintball's stressful. No, see, you're hunting me down with a gun.
5: <laughs> no, that's you're fun going to shoot for, me. For some people, that's fun. So that's you know, true. let them but do let what's be. social for them. Let them be. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good. See, it's like again, mm-hmm. you're a pro
5: mm, almost.
0: We still I'm, have a, to work. I'm a good
5: enough parenting expert.
0: We st- no, you're an awesome parenting <laughs> expert. And we still have to work on how you present but, a troll.
5: But this is perfect chocolate.
0: Milka. Uh, there, this is
5: not good enough. This is perfect. No, but again, let's compare your
0: perfection to Perfection
5: sniff-ass. in a purple
0: wrapper. I, I, by the way, we've tasted it, but not in the studio, of course, because it's forbidden. <laughs> That's the German <laughs> word. Um have fun with your snickers.
5: Hey, thank you, Matt. Are you going
0: to stick through on this last one? Kids sure. say the darndest things. Be glad to. Maddie Richards is going to be joining us in a minute. Again, uh, who better to teach us about kids saying the darndest thing than our favorite kid on the show, Maddie Richards? She'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on BYU Radio. welcome back friends. that's the hoedown music which means it's time to wrap up this show and you know we've been talking about reality parenting the entire time still uh, here with this uh, Julie Nelson, the uh, bomb mom we call her she's doing a little dance in studio.
3: Yes, that's
0: that's exactly how bomb of a mom she is that is the uh, that is the the blissful voice of Maddie Richards. I don't know why that just made me smile. Hello. How are you, Maddie?
2: I'm great. How are you, Matt?
0: I'm um, excellent. And uh, you've been doing some research for us on children and the kids, and they say the darndest things. Yeah. But that used to be a show, a television show.
2: Yeah, and it, this isn't from the show. No, we're, so not, we're just, not stealing we're from not the
0: stealing show. We're not stealing
2: anything. You've
0: found your own things that kids say that are the darndest things.
2: Yeah, I have a big list of things that kids have said, and the thing I thought was the funniest about it is... A lot of it's probably based on perceptions they've got from their parents. Yes. So it ties right into the reality parenting that sometimes things you do, your kids are going to call you out on later. <laughs> did
0: you get the, did you did you get these from your friends on the playground?
2: Oh no, I got them from my children. Remember, I have two.
0: Oh, you do. No, I, I didn't hear about this.
2: You said when I did. When <laughs> I left
0: last week, you didn't have children.
2: No, first time I was ever on your show, oh, right. you called me out for having two kids, and I have zero. I'm not even married.
0: You're still in denial. Okay. No, okay. Uh, so uh, what what are some of the fun things that these these kids say? That So m-
2: all of these are based on you know love, relationships, oh, kind great. of about yeah. what they've seen their parents do, sure. okay?
3: <laughs> so the
2: first one is from Mike, who's age 10, not Mike from our show. No, different Mike. Different Mike.
0: Mike's been silent today.
2: Yeah, Mike is radio silent.
0: Oh, Mike's still here? He's always behind me, and I never see him. All right. Okay.
2: He says, on the first date, they just tell each other lies, and that usually gets them interested enough to go for a second date.
5: Totally true. <laughs> I think that's totally reality. Yeah. It's all it is. First dates are complete lies. I know. That's why I don't like them. I really. think
0: it's a lie up to about the fourth year.
3: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're like,
0: what is going on here?
2: It's just so funny that a kid observes that. It is. See, they're people. brilliant. They're, they're so smart. That's good. This next one is from Andrew, age six, and he says... One of the people has freckles, and so we find somebody else who has freckles, too. Oh, and so you, oh. you should do that. Sweet. Because look at Maddie you. Maddie has freckles. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so you need a freckled boyfriend. You need a freckled friend.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, but I think it's so cute that these kids are, their, their parents have, and have things up. in common. Mm-hmm. And if so, things
0: you are like, a man out there with freckles, uh, we're looking for no, no, a life partner for our wonderful Maddie Richards. one chat byu No, no, no. Okay, I'm trying to help you.
2: Ava, age 8. One of you should know how to write a check, because even if you have tons of love, there are still going to be a lot of bills.
5: Oh, now that, that is a girl is who's got it right. so write. smart, right? Oh, uh, wow. Love only goes so far, it does not pay the bills. It does not pay the bills. But why She's is so Ava so,
0: unt- so into money at that age?
2: Well, probably because yeah. she hears her parents fighting about exactly it all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. Not going
2: to, I'm just going to say. All right, the next one is about kissing. It's Howard, age 8. Okay. The rules goes like this. If you kiss someone, then you should marry her and have kids with her. It's the right thing to do.
3: Oh.
0: Hold on.
2: Cute, right?
0: That's James said the exact same thing <laughs> yesterday.
2: I actually think it was not Howard who said that, but James.
0: It was James. AKA the love doctor.
2: AKA PhD in passion.
0: Yeah, that's not an AKA, that's an actual degree.
2: Was that was that factual?
0: Yes. That okay. is creepy. <laughs> Keep moving because
2: that's okay. Just the next creepy. one is about beauty. Christine, age nine, says, Beauty is skin deep, but how rich you are can last a long time.
5: <laughs> oh, you can buy a lot of Botox
2: <laughs> with that, and it's so so that's sad, but so true. Yeah.
0: She, yeah, you can She's tell her mom has got girls, Botox,
2: or her mom married a millionaire who yes, might not be the best looking, of, you know, yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know how they all say, like, marry yeah, rich and you'll right. never need anything.
0: Yeah, no, who says that?
2: everyone um that's why you're I have, you? to,
5: I have yet to meet an ugly millionaire though
2: it's true it's true because once they once you hit that point you mm-hmm. have someone who's paid to dress you yeah and do your hair yeah. hold
3: on really
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah i would know i'm there
0: i got him. you should try a, it matt i got a, it's great i'm hating it i have
5: a personal hand
0: i'm not a millionaire you know, i'm ugly
5: exactly Sheesh. you're a troll doll matt i'm a
0: troll doll with a big gut apparently
5: <laughs>
0: but i've got some milk chocolate so life is still good.
5: You
2: no okay. Okay,
0: keep going. Keep Brad, going, Maddie.
2: Brad age eight. How people act when they're in love. This is the topic. Okay. He said, "Lovers will just stare at each other, and their food will get cold. Other people care more about their food." Oh,
0: <laughs> that's true.
2: It's true. People but, who aren't in love, I I care a lot more about food.
0: So you're you're you've been in love.
2: I have. I, I would say so. Did
0: you did you eat your food? Well, because I, I haven't seen you not eat your food.
2: What are you saying, Matt?
0: And I'm just saying that I don't, maybe I've never seen you in love.
2: Well, I think
0: I think Because whoever... like we just put that chocolate out there and you were on it like, you know. I am. Man, a... give me the Milka. I... And then you're like, I've been to Europe, never. <laughs> no, I have But I love the Milka.
2: <laughs> Matt's just ruining my whole reputation on the radio. Did, no, did... I still eat when I'm in love because I'm also in love with food. So mm. it's
0: like a... Oh, so you're like Cheating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would be comfortable yeah. saying that I am always cheating on who so I'm dating with. Food. When so let's
0: just say your hypothetical boyfriend, when he gets home, <laughs>
2: he's he, on a mission. He's on
0: an LDS mission serving abroad. When he gets home and he doesn't bring home the milka, and you've got to choose between an Enchirito and your boyfriend, where are we going?
2: Well, he has sent me, I have a whole box of chocolate. From Japan, so he he understands me, so that's is Japan known for their chocolates? it's good, it's good uh, candy stuff. So. I check for
0: radiation <laughs> I just think saying. it's fine,
2: okay, next one. romantic adults usually are all dressed up, so if they're just wearing jeans, it might mean they used got used to it or they just broke up.
3: <laughs> oh it's <laughs> true
2: it's true. I feel like once you get used to each other, yeah you've got very smart
0: out. friends. Yeah. These are good.
5: Sarah was nine and she They're said perceptive. that. They're really perceptive. She's really great. Yeah. Moms in sweats. Yeah. She must already have her man.
0: What's the funniest thing your kid has ever said?
5: Oh, man. My
0: kids say the darndest thing. Mine. Uh, no, I can't say them. Can't say on the air. No. no. Mm-hmm. But um, I've had my children accuse people of being, of um, of having chicken pox when they didn't. They just had acne. <laughs> Oh. I've, they've accused people of being santa claus
5: oh yeah oh no or
0: man dad her behind's big
2: see my little cousin you know told was yelling while they were walking past construction crew that that man is smoking that is so bad <laughs> tell him to stop
0: smoking and yeah i love sh- the moral code <laughs> yeah you got to love that
5: my neighbor had told me when she was uh she was post had a baby, right? After a baby, and she kind of had you know grown a little bit. Yeah, she was bending over, and her three year old said, Mom, she's doing this with her hands, measuring you know how big her behind is. Mom, you're growing a little bit this way. <laughs> she said, Why'd you do that? And she said, You know, sarcastically, she said, Well, I thought it was a new look for me, I'm just trying it out. And her three year old said, it's not working for you. It's your not mom. working, no. mom. Oh, so...
2: oh, do you hear that from your three-year-old? Oh that's dear. So
3: sad.
0: My, I had a sister that uh, sat on one of my children. Actually, yeah, she sat on him, slipped in a pool, in a hot tub, and sat on one of my kids.
3: Oh, oh my no!
0: It was bad. Oh yeah, he was fine after that. once the medics left. He was fine. <laughs> so this kid, as as a baby, would be like. Is that the one that sat on me and drowned me with her big behind dad? Is that the one? I'm like, don't say that in front of
2: your aunt. Oh, no.
0: You know, they say the darndest things. You got one more?
2: Yeah. Do you want to hear the best one? Yeah. No person really decides before they grow up who they're going to marry. God decides it all way before and you find out later who you're stuck with. Oh, wow! That is the culmination of all child oh, wisdom. That's
5: a fatalistic attitude <laughs> yeah, coming that from that a what age? Ten? Are, probably oh, divorced.
0: ten. <laughs> are they divorced or what? It's all
5: God's fault. I married <laughs> yeah. you.
0: He's hey, it's so who you're
5: stuck bad.
2: with, you know. <laughs> um.
0: Wow, Maddie, you did great.
2: Thanks. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. any learnings? Key learnings? A little roundtable action. What'd you learn, Maddie, on the show? Other than from the kidlets.
2: I learned that it's really important to be realistic as you're being a parent and that being good is just as good as being great.
0: That's really good. Michael, what'd you learn? I looked it up on the internet. Japanese chocolate is horrible.
2: Oh, have you ever had it?
0: Uh, I'm just saying what the internet's saying. Oh,
2: well, I've eaten it and I thought it was good. Okay,
0: can we just point out that she's obviously in love?
2: Yeah, it's because it's from a boyfriend. It is the best chocolate. It's from a boyfriend. (laughs) Have
0: you ever had a Snickers?
2: Of course. Have you ever had milka that you didn't swallow whole?
0: No. Okay. I didn't. Favorite lesson today, Julie?
5: I like what Maddie said that good. if you're a good parent, then that makes you great. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's, that's profound, Maddie.
0: I, I love what you said. We're going to go for good enough.
5: <laughs> yeah. Good enough.
0: Way to let Maddie have it. I mean, let's. let's Thank you. Maddie, Thank did you did great.
5: I'll be here all week.
0: Have fun with your Japanese chocolate. Hey, that's it, folks. We'll be back tomorrow. More fun tools, ideas, solutions to help you. Get a leg up in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for joining us right here on BYU Radio.